Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I would like to welcome you to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The most important thing is showing up. Don't think that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself, show up. And, and remain steadfast and be a... If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose. And talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of my favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either right. afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us to understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'm very pleased to welcome my good friend, Gary Lee Price, to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Also, his wife, Lisa, who was sitting next to him, who is there for his support, women's support, women and women support men. Gary is a sculpture artist with thousands of works in public and private collections around the world. This includes his 12-foot angel messenger monument in Iceland, honoring over 400 early immigrants in the U.S., a 15-foot high monument of grasping hands, also called Communion for the United Methodist Church of Brentwood, Tennessee, and many, many more. Gary Gary and I met through the, his commission to create the Statue of Responsibility, which is going to be on the West Coast of the United States, which is meant to be the bookend to the Statue of Liberty on the East Coast. He and I worked on the Statue of Responsibility. I also worked with Lisa on the Statue of Responsibility board and to create this important symbol of freedom. Freedom in a world, and I really love this, freedom in a world where there are no for, no fences, no boundaries, bi- and no biases or prejudice, and where acts of kindness and mutual respect and love are common every day. And all of Gary's work is dedicated to capturing the human spirit, which he calls his life's journey to lift and inspire. Now, Gary, along with Lisa, has written his first book, which I can't believe is your first book. I cannot believe this. With Bridget, <laughs> Bridget Cook Birch called Divine Turbulence, Navigating the Amorphous World, the Amorphous, the amorph, that's a hard word, Amorphous Winds of Life. I'm very excited to talk to both of them about all these amazing things that are going on. This is this is a great book, and it's your story. It's both your stories. And so welcome, Lisa. Welcome, Gary. Thanks for talking to me today. Let me throw that over there. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Nancy. We really appreciate that. So, these are two of my very good friends. So this is definitely going to be just a, a, a conversation of love and support and, and gratitude to have great people like you in my life. So. Thank you. Mm, thank you for everything. And behind you is the wonderful, wonderful statue of responsibility. This is the latest model. This is the, isn't this beautiful? I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Gary, you know, I, I think I think the important thing is to tell the story. And, and Gary, you know, the, the, the title of your book, Divine Turbulence, you know, and the winds, the amorphous winds. This is your life. I mean, this is really everything that you've done has led 
up to this point in your life. So I would like for you just to share your story because it's a wonderful story. And and then we'll talk a little bit about Victor Frankl and how much everything means in that it means in this journey that you're both taking. So tell us just a little bit about your personal story and what makes what makes the Gary Lee price that I'm talking to? How did that become? <laughs> Wow. Thanks, Dr. Nancy. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on your program. Thank you, Lisa, for being here. Couldn't do it without this amazing gal. And so, you know, everybody is on an incredible journey. Um, years ago, I created a foundation called the Incredible Journey Arts Foundation. And it's just the fact that if we look at our lives, the things that everybody goes through, and the older we get, the more we realize that, right? I mean, it's just nobody is without unbelievable things happening in their life. And through writing my memoirs, Nancy, I've realized that, yeah, there's been a lot, a lot of crazy, crazy stuff happen. I mean, at six years old, my, my mother and my father, my stepfather at the time, were killed in a murder-suicide. I was there. Um, uh, that happened in Germany on a military base, uh, ended up being flown to America, raised in Montpelier, Idaho, had a very abusive situation there for the next seven years. You know, you look back on the crazy things that happened to us and you realize what is paramount in our lives that directed us and caused us to do what we've done. I look back, you know, and, and, and speaking of women and um, my first grade teacher, Mrs. Anderson. So flown to America within literally within days of having these visuals of of that horrible evening, August 6, 1961, which I witnessed. Um, Mrs. Anderson, my first grade teacher, she recognized that I had some art abilities. And so I'm having all this stuff go through my head and she comes by my desk after an art project and holds up a, a drawing, a painting that I did, and said, look what Gary Price has done. And so it helped me focus on something positive, and she was giving me the reinforcement that I needed at that time yeah. to make that refocus and that, that readjustment to what was about to start the future of the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and Gary, you know, you and I both know we know people that have have had many tragedies and unfortunate circumstances in their life, and don't necessarily take the high road. I mean, exactly. they're they're they don't have the, I mean, the, the things that occur in their lives, and and they may even have a the Mrs. Uh, the the first grade teacher who talks about your wonderful art ability. They may have that, but they still do not necessarily take that as an opportunity or see that as a way to to build upon who they are and what they're doing so what what do you think made the difference for you to i mean and i think that's what people would ask you many people probably have is gary how did you how did you survive how did you thrive how did you rise above the things that were occurring in your life with just you know really just as with as little support as you were receiving other than just a few people yeah, and, and I would say two things, Dr. Nancy. Um, one would be that support from my teachers kept going. My second grade teacher, my third grade teacher, it just kept, uh, it, it perpetuated. And so that was a constant reinforcement. Also, number two, I believe, 
you know, the older we get, the more we try to figure out life and is there life after death and all this stuff. Yeah. I believe that we come into this life with certain characteristics and qualities. And those of us that have raised children, we know that because we see how different our kids are sometimes and, and what they come in with. So I believe somehow in, a, in past lives, whatever that looks like, I, I've always had a sense of gratitude. I was just doing my Facebook post this morning and thinking that even in spite of all the crazy there's there's just been this, I don't know, call it an artistic, uh, you know, look at things, whatever it is. But I've always had a, an attitude of gratitude, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so even even though the the negative was there, there was always, well, what what's good about this? You know, having this abusive situation. Well, what what are the the, the common factors of, of good? And so that's always been running through my my little brain at the same time all the other stuff is happening. Well, I, I think, you know, in meeting you and meeting both of you, you, you both have this spirit of humanity. I mean, you both have this light around you that makes you very unique and very special. I, I didn't, I mean, I, I met you in uh, Canyon Ranch in, uh, in uh, Arizona and, and just was drawn to you and your story and, and of course your creativity and uh, uh, it was just just amazing so so you know there's so much we can talk about but I, I always want to start with this because I mean I want to throw this in there because it's so very important man's search for meaning Victor Frankl you you there are so many similarities in in respect to you and Lisa and what this book and 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 the journey that you've taken and what what the what the proposal is and hopefully soon will be the building of the statute of responsibility. But, but again, here's a man and, and maybe tell the story a little bit and may, maybe, maybe you can explain maybe how you see the two of you alike in so many ways, because I see, I see that. I see that a lot. I think it's fascinating, Dr. Nancy, when I think of the, some of the parallels between Victor Frankel uh, and what he went through, he went through prison, went through the Holocaust lost uh, his wife who was pregnant, lost his parents during the Holocaust. Uh, he was a, a well-known psychologist at the time. And, and yet he, he gets out and somehow he had that also within him to realize, okay, I, to get through this, I've got to focus on the positive. I mean, these horrible, horrific things that we, you know, have trouble even comprehending He got out of there and within seven days, because he had all this going through his mind, he writes Man's Search for Meaning. It's now rated one of the top 10 books by the U.S. Library of Congress of significance. Yeah. And and so it's it's fascinating that somehow through the ethers of time, we've been able to connect. And of course, his his vision, and I I love this because Viktor Frankl had a vision, a big picture vision of humanity and what life is all about. He says, okay, America, we had our freedoms. We weren't responsible with those freedoms. America, you have your Statue of Liberty. What if your country, you bookended your whole nation with a statue of responsibility on the other end of your nation? He says, because freedom is is arbitrary. Unless you're responsible with it, it can be lost. We lost ours. In Europe, yeah. and so it was his idea, and that's uh, this book. He he documents it in page one thirty two of this particular edition. 
talks about that that idea that let's let's create a statue of responsibility. Mm-hmm. So so then because this beautiful statue was behind you, a lot of people probably will just see that as a sculpture. But really, you know, the ter- the book is is your story. It's your journey, yours and Lisa's journey to this point. But behind you said something so very, very important, which we both have worked on and understand that probably now more than ever, we need something to be inspired by, to be lifted up by and to have hope. And I think I think everything that's gone on with COVID and with the capital and with our country and what's going on around the world right now with Ukraine, we all need something to really dig our dig our heels in to say, you know, yeah, we're going to be we're going to make it. We're going to be OK as long as we stick together and we we Amen. support each other and we really help. This is going to be a good world because I, you know, Gary, I, I believe that 99 percent of, of people of people in general are very good people mm-hmm. and they really want to make too. a difference yes. and they really want to help and they really want to support. It's that other 1% we don't need to worry about. We don't, <laughs> we, yeah. we, we don't care about them, but yeah. so, so to explain the statue, the sculpture that's behind you and that uh, what that symbolizes those hands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And Dr. Uh, Dr. Stephen R. Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He's the one that knew Dr. Frankel was inspired by him from his book to write his to write Covey's book. He's the one that reached out to me and said, Gary, Victor Frankel had this incredible idea. Would you be able to put a, uh, a visual to it? He said it had never been, you know, done before. And so I accepted. And at the time, Dr. Nancy, I had a sculpture that was very, very popular in the art world. Um, I'm part Native American, uh, First Nation peoples, and I sculpted two Native Americans climbing up a precipice, a cliff. And I wanted to, to depict what does it mean, you know, oftentimes we're the hand reaching up, oftentimes uh, others reach down to us and help us up our challenges and stuff like Mrs. Anderson did, like others did in my life. I wanted to depict that in a visual form. So I created these two Indians and it had this, a vertical, this helping each other up. I got thinking, what is responsibility? In my mind, it's about us assisting each other, being there for each other, connecting with each other. And so that that sculpture became very, very popular in the galleries and was selling like crazy in reflecting on how can I create a statue of responsibility? I knew it needed to be tall. I knew it needed to be simple and instantly recognizable. So for me, it, it was a no brainer. We get to be there for each other. And so that symbol is what I created. And then the cool, the, if I can just keep going here for just a second. Please the, do. The coolest part of the story is that was my idea, but I did not know if that would represent to the the Frankels the the significance of responsibility. So it was decided that I need to go to Vienna, Austria, and meet Mrs. Frankel. Um, and of course, she's still alive. She's in her eighties, and uh, met Mrs. Frankel and showed her my design. This, oh, I get chills just thinking about this. She took me into Victor Frankel's um, den, his room, 
where he had all of his books and everything. And she says, Gary, I want to show you something. Up there on the wall is a sculpture that was in the middle of his bookcase. It was a, a, a sculpture that he had retrieved right after the Holocaust. He saw it in a market. And it's about this tall. It's a wood carving of a man reaching up to the heavens. And she said, Gary, look at that piece. He entitled that The Suffering Man. And this is the question that my husband would ask. Where is the hand reaching down? She, she said, you, my American friend, have created a sculpture that answers my husband's question. Yeah. I mean, it was a mind-blowing <laughs> happening right then. We both became emotional. We hugged each other. Somehow through the ethers of time, there again, we had connected on this level of what, of what responsibility really is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you're still doing that with so many people. I, I, you know, we've talked to so many people, and then I know you've all continued to work on this in so many ways. The, the, your story, the book, you know, I, I think when people read it and they understand you, your journey and what you and Lisa have done. Lisa, what what, should, what would you like to say about that too? Because I mean, like you said, this would not have happened without Lisa. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Lisa, well, Lisa. Well, Lisa, Lisa, I honestly believe it's, it's bigger than all of us and that we're stewards over the project uh, with you included. And mm -hmm. I believe that anyone who listens to this story feels it in their own heart that this is not our project, this is their project. And so I love to add that key element that as we go forward, we are just enlightening the hearts and opening the hearts and minds of all of those who are out there looking for the answer to where we are. And you touched on that, that never before has this been needed like it's needed now. And that's definitely our experience right now. Well, and, and if people knew history, which we're, we're, we're probably one of the poorest country when it comes to history, our history books are, are very, very slighted and they're slanted and don't really give us information. But if people knew the history of the Statue of, of Liberty, they would understand that the Statue of Responsibility has, has gone through and is, is going through many and many of the challenges that the Statue of, Respons uh, Statue of Liberty went through. Right, which is, right. Again, something so very important for people to understand. But yeah, the Statue of Liberty is one of the most recognized statues in the world. People from all over all over the world, countries go to see the Statue of Liberty. And that's exactly what we want with the Statue of Responsibility is that people will, sh will come and, and see that and remember that we all, whether we live, whatever we live, whatever our socioeconomic level is, what our, whatever our religious background is, anything we are all connected and we are all part of one huge world and and i think that's exactly. why responsibility is 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 really so valuable is that you know we're, we're a global world now we better you know the ukraine this is the first time that i know in our history that people are literally raising up i mean rising up and saying we've got to do something we've got to do something to help this country and you know and it's it, to me that's a signal that we really are all 
and when when we see someone that, that's not being treated fairly, or a country, or people that are not being treated fairly, and have horrific things going on, we all are responsible to do something about that. So, exactly. you know, I, I, well, I can't wait for. Well, you know, we we we've talked about this. Can't wait for it to get belled. I mean, we're, what's, <laughs> what what's, yeah. uh, what's the news? What's the progress on that? Because we want them to go out and buy the book, and they'll learn a lot more about the statute, but. What yeah. is the progress of the statute of responsibility now? Well, and just a couple of things. You mentioned, um, you know, the history of the Statue of Liberty. I think it's really cool. A lot of people don't realize this. His original title, uh, Bartholdi's, was Liberty Enlightening the World. My sweetheart uh, coined this phrase, this, this uh, statement. It's more than a monument. It's a movement. Right. Right. This movement towards responsibility. And she also coined this uh, just recently. I love this. Liberty enlightening the world, responsibility empowering the world. And so, you know, all, all this dovetails into the, the, the big story, the big picture. Uh, the, the progress with the statue of responsibility is really cool right now. We just got back from San Diego the other day. There are uh, several locations that are possible for the, the statue. Mrs. Frankel, when I left Vienna, she said, Gary, come here. And, and I speak German and we're speaking German back and forth to each other. She says, I know where the statue should be. Of course, it's on the West Coast. And I said, where Mrs. Frankel? She said, it should be in San Diego. She said, that was Victor's and my, uh, whenever we would fly to America for him to lecture all over the country, right? Harvard, every university, and talk about responsibility and freedoms and stuff. His uh, hub? Yeah, yeah, it, it was his hub. He even had a post at the university there in San Diego. And so she said it should be in San Diego. So I told her I would do everything in my power to make sure that that is exactly where it's placed. And so that that's our goal. We just got back. We're we're researching locations. I've even created a rendering um, on my Facebook post of what this could look like. We're working with an architect down there, Carrier Johnson Plus Culture. Just have lots and lots of things in the wings to propel this project. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and I both know it'll be a reality. When is what? When is what? Uh, we're, we're both eager to know. And like I said, when I wrote my testimonial, uh, the one thing that I did say is that you know we've talked about dancing on the top of that statue. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm going to keep my keep my dancing shoes ready for that. So this is an, this is an amazing project, and and you know I'm still all in. I've got lots going on, but I'm still my heart and my soul very much about the statue of responsibility. And the two of you have worked so hard and this book <laughs> this book this book is going to just tell the story that many people do not understand why why this is happening and it would not be happening without the two of you so uh tell me about the book what's uh, it's coming out it's getting uh, this this is a sneak preview by the way i've got a i had a sneak preview of the book it's mm -hmm. tell us tell us about the book when it's coming out when it's available and all the above Yes, and thank you. Um, we sent a few copies uh, to our alpha readers, one of which you were, and super appreciate it. Um, the book launch is May 12th. It's going to come out then. People can purchase it. Following a couple of months, there'll be the, the print edition coming out. There'll be an audible. 
I didn't realize this, but uh, Audible edition increases readership by 20%. Yeah. No, people people do. They love audio books. They love podcasts. So yeah. they can listen to this and they can, they can listen to your book. Yeah. No, I've got my books coming out in audio too. But no, yeah. that's what people want. I mean, that is that will be your greatest selling point is your audio book. So. You bet. Yeah. All right, so we, we, we're going to look forward to that. And overall, what do you hope for this? What do you hope for the book? What do you hope will come from the book? What is your, what is your dream? What are your dreams? Dr. Nancy, I think you, you said it perfectly in that everything in my life has led up to this. I think this icon, this message, I mean, when it's 305 feet tall, same height as the Statue of Liberty, I believe it's a message that people are going to go, okay, I get it. I, I know what, what, what this message is. And I think we need, I think we need visual reminders all the time of what that is. Look what Lady Liberty has done, holding up that torch of freedom for the entire world. Like you said, everybody comes and sees it. My goal, my hope is that it will raise conscious uh, awareness of two things. Number one, we need to have an awareness of what is going on, a responsibility, if you will, in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. When I was going through a lot of my tragedy and stuff, people, and I talked to them later, they knew something was going on, but nobody did anything. You know, it was like, my gosh, they could have prevented so much abuse, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Nobody stepped in. So I want to raise awareness of that. I want to raise the consciousness and vibration of the planet through the message of that we can be there for each other. Yeah. And, and we should be there for each other. Well, you and I both believe that we are responsible for those that cannot care for themselves or protect themselves. And that's just part of what we all do here. So the statue is, is definitely a reminder that, you know, we're, whatever blessings you have, pass them along. It'll come back to you threefold. It has for you. It has for me. Anything I've ever put out there. To, to help someone else come back to me threefold. There's no doubt about it. So Exactly. exactly. Well, there, there's lots going on, and I'm so excited about the book and, and what's going on with the Statue of Responsibility. And I, uh, the two of you, I know this will happen, and I'm looking forward to that. And as I said, I'm still all in. Lisa, any final words you would like to share just to... Uh, yeah, you know, there is one thing I'd love to add, and that is that... You know, Gary birthing this book, I, I oftentimes say it was like he gave birth to a 15-pound baby, and it was about a five-year journey for him to birth the book, and I don't think it's an accident that it's all happening right now at the same time that the statue has more traction than it's ever had. In the last six months, we've had more traction, more positive uh, traction than we've ever had. And then lastly, that the profits from the book are going to be donated to the Statue of Responsibility, which as Gary said, we hope that it will also bring a lot of awareness, attention, and action towards domestic violence and child abuse. Yeah. The things that even though he's touched on them are really the big message in the first half of the book. And a really significant part of what makes Gary Price, Gary Price. Well, Gary is a member of the National Society, the National Sculpture Society, Sculptor Society. So, mm -hmm. and I'm very blessed to have sculptures of yours mm -hmm. in my home. 
I have two large statue of responsibilities and I have the angel and I also have the Indian woman. What do you, what do you call the Indian woman? What was that one called? I can't remember. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to recall which one that is. I do know that you also have this beautiful piece of earth, wind and fire. Yes. That, oh, the, the horses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've, well, and then I've got one that's even more special. The Joan of Arc who sets them. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's right. Oh, yes. Arizona, which, uh, I, I, you know what I like to do? I, I like to have people go and sit with her and have a little chat with her and then take pictures. Yeah, such a powerful figure. And you've always related to Joan of Arc, as Lisa did, who modeled for it. So that that's... She, that's... she, is, she is my mentor. She is my muse. So, yes. Yes. Well, Gary, Lisa, I, I know this is going to be so successful, and I'm looking forward to updates and, and of course, reconnecting very, very soon. But I, yes. I love you both. You're both amazing, wonderful people. Uh, Gary and Lisa have nine children together, and they have 15 grandchildren. Their their house is always buzzing with lots of <laughs> Well, and we just had one more grandchild born, uh, Hazel May. Oh, Hazel May. But we now have 16. 16. Oops. Yeah. Well, probably yeah. next time I say 16, it'll be 17. So <laughs> it could, could be. be. <laughs> well, congratulations. I can't think of anybody. I want to congratulate more on all the wonderful things you're doing. So Thank have you. a wonderful day. And we'll let you know when this podcast is comes up. We, we can continue to promote the book. And Very okay. good. And the thank Sarah. you, Dr. Nancy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we this love you. Been a delight. We love you. Talk to you later. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening.